KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Money can be tough to talk about, but most of us worry about it on a regular basis, especially the way the economy's kind of been all over the place, and especially younger generations got to chatting about this with our producers, Brian Seltzer and Sabrina Boyd-Serka, who are here with me now. Brian and Sabrina, I know you both have felt financial concerns in recent years. Matt, I never thought that I would be this person, but I'm going to be the person who said, when I had kids, everything (laughs) changed. And listen, I laugh at what I thought financial struggles and troubles were pre-kids. And I know that you have kids, Matt, and it's just like each year, the older they get, the more and more that gets added onto it. But I will say this, for as much as you might feel the strain and the pinch, guys, it's really forced me to get on top of budgeting and savings and pay attention to things that I didn't pay attention to before. So, yeah, there's pressure. Yeah, there's a pinch. But I do look at that as a positive. I think I'm a few steps back from where you are, Brian. I just bought a house. And looking at the costs of repairs and monthly bills and all of that with the house, I cannot imagine (laughs) adding kids to the mix. So I don't know if or when that's going to happen in my life. And never mind retirement. That's just not in the cards as far as I'm concerned. I've been told this and I've experienced, or I shouldn't say experienced it, but you see it in real time. Like the worst thing you can do about retirement is put it off because it's such an intangible thing when you're young because we all know we're going to live forever and you're bulletproof and right. not that you're never going to have to step away. But I can guarantee you, you will hit a time where you can't wait to retire. But that's a different story. For <laughs> And a lot of the things that are in place right now with regards to retirement are probably best looked at as products of a different time. Kind of wanted to talk about all this with really a focus on retirement and finances and what to look for. So I called up Jeff Jones. He is the board chair of the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, or NAPFA, as the kids say. And Americans are living living longer. These savings and, and Social Security were never really meant to last 30 and 40 years. The thing, guys, that I've been thinking about a lot in recent years, you know, I feel like I went to a very good public school. I went to a good college But still, I had no good fundamental education in financial literacy. When I went to school, it was not even considered. Now, I will say, I know my stepdaughter in high school had at least a course on it. I did not have any of that training or education either, especially when it comes to investing. That feels so over my head. And that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what Jeff has to say about that and even just kind of the basic 101s of like how to start and make a budget and how to try to save when you're still worrying about your day-to-day expenses. I always like to say save early, save often, and then get it out of sight, out of mind. But it is controlling your money rather than letting your money control you. So there is obviously a lot on the table, a lot to digest when it comes to finances, when it comes to retirement. Jeff has a lot of helpful thoughts on financial planning. It's a good conversation, even talks about how employers can help set their employees up for success. So let's dive in, see what he has to say. So to start, I want to kind of paint with a broad brush here. How are we doing as a society at planning for our retirement? Are we getting it right for the most part? Is it a mixed bag? Have we made strides over the decades? How would you kind of rate it? 
I would say we're we're about 50-50 with nearly half of Americans unsure if they have enough money to retire comfortably. And uh, many over the years, decades, have contributed to retirement accounts, and they don't know if those monies are going to last. You know, if you were 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, um, things like pensions were much more common. And and we, we talked about the three-legged stool of retirement, which was your own personal savings, your pension, and your Social Security income. Well, over the years, Social Security income has uh, not really kept up with inflation. Many pensions have gone away. And so with a two-legged stool, it gets awfully wobbly. And so you've got half of working Americans or retiring Americans unsure if they're going to make it. How much of that falls on an individual and how much of it falls on, you talk about pensions used to be big and now they're not, on a system that doesn't do a lot of people a lot of favors? It, it really doesn't. The The benefits, the financial wellness benefits that are offered by employers have, have really not kept up. You know, we're used to seeing employers offering medical and vision and dental. We're seeing some offer uh, psychological and, and mental benefits. But when employers ignore the financial wellness of their employees, we're, we're seeing stress in the workplace. Um, no surprise that nine out of 10 American workers are stressed about finances. Uh, some of that may be retirement. Some of that may be dealing with the inflationary and economic environment we've dealt with over the last year. And most of the most of those working Americans are saying they would be more productive at work. Uh, one thing the survey found was how much time, 15, 30 minutes, sometimes more a day, that the American worker is spending worrying and thinking about their finances. That's time that's taken directly away from you know, production. And so the employers could stand to benefit while the employees benefit by reevaluating their financial wellness uh, programs. I have a 401k. I know a lot of people have a 401k. I've also read that like the 401k wasn't really designed to be what it's being utilized for these days as a main vehicle for a lot of people's retirements. How much of of a mistake do we make relying too much on them because of volatility and things like that? It can be pretty detrimental if the only vehicle you have is uh, the 401k. What we often see is that employees are making the minimum contribution to uh, achieve the match that an employer offers. And you certainly do not want to leave money on the table. If the employer matches 5% of your uh, your income, or excuse me, your your deferral, they're going to match that. You need to make sure you're putting in the same amount. But 401ks generally are not enough. It has to be a mix of different kind of savings vehicles. If you're fortunate enough to have a pension, most American workers have Social Security or some form of, of employment retirement benefit from uh, from the government. And the personal savings has lagged and in, in fact, the, the survey found that a number of employees had no idea if their company even offered. So the, the, the responsibility falls to the employee to inquire about what their benefits are, make sure they're getting a match. But they're going to have to consider going beyond the match. Um, there's a number of surveys and, and research tools out there that said Americans probably should be saving about 15 percent of their gross income just for retirement. If, if you're hitting that 
that may or may not get you through your spending needs in retirement. And, and Americans are living living longer. Um, these savings and, and Social Security were never really meant to last 30 and 40 years. So if you have a if you have a, a client who wants to retire in their mid fifties, they're in good health. There's longevity in their family. You may have forty years that that personal savings needs to needs to to last and and provide for you. And quite often, they simply can't. You referenced inflation earlier. Obviously, that is felt day to day, and we have all felt it over the last you know calendar year or so. When you're looking at long term financial health, looking for retirement, where does inflation make the most impact? It's making the most impact on the on the day-to-day where it is pinching your savings capabilities. Uh, I've, I've heard of a number of, of people, friends of mine, who have cut back on their retirement savings because inflation has eaten into their day-to-day, week-to-week needs. And I use the word needs because, you know, we, we need, we need, you know, a roof over our head. We need food. We need clothing. But there's some things in our budget that we don't always need. And, and this is advice that has been floating around for decades. But you need a budget so that you know what your take home pay is. How much is your rent or mortgage? How much are you spending each month in gasoline, driving kids to school, going to work? What what truly are your needs? Because most people would find that there's some discretionary spending in there that could or may have to be cut. Um, I would rather I would rather see an employee, an American worker, um, cutting their entertainment. Perhaps you drop cable. Perhaps you drop Netflix. You dine out less. Um, you travel less. If you if you do grab that cup of coffee in the morning or a drink after work, some of these types of activities are going to have to be curtailed because they're all competing for that 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 same dollar. And so how does that dollar get dispensed between needs, wants, desires, you know, the I w- we would all love to 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 travel more, or dine out more, whatever whatever it is you enjoy, but you you can't compromise your savings, uh your especially your retirement savings. Because the, the dollar invested today is going to grow compounding over the years. And I always like to say, save early, save often, and then get it out of sight, out of mind. And those retirement plans, those 401ks, perhaps you use an IRA, an individual retirement account. You can use health savings account, HSAs, if your employer offer those, to, to go ahead and get that dollar uh, committed to one of those other locations and then deal with what your take-home pay is by utilizing the budget. We need to take a break. We will have more with Jeff Jones right after this. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. And we are back on KYW News Radio In-Depth, continuing our conversation with Jeff Jones. You referenced a, a survey earlier that talked about how people were feeling stressed about their finances and thinking about it and it was taking away from production. Looking at it from an employer's standpoint, other than offering better benefits or offering more money, and that's a whole separate podcast, but what are some things employers could do to maybe ease that burden, or if not ease it, at least help their employees navigate it better? 
there are advisors who are willing to work with employers and come in, sit down with those employees and help to answer some of their questions. Quite often, you will have someone available to come in and talk about, say, your 401k. But generally, those advisors are only advising you on, say, investment options, how to manage your to your risk level. You know, are you aggressive or moderate or conservative in, in the way you should allocate your 401k? But they're not talking about true financial planning because an advisor, a financial planner can come in and evaluate that employee's holistic plan. Are they saving for retirement? Are they using the most vehicles? Are they utilizing a budget? Um, what financial planners do goes far beyond just retirement planning. Um, at our firm, we like to call it lifestyle planning. Retirement is one goal. There's a lot of other things you need to do. You need to have transportation. And so how do you replace an aging car? Um, you know, are you paying monthly on your auto insurance? Whereas saving that and paying semi-annually saves you $50 or $100. And that budget is really going to have to work hard to squeeze out the dollars where it can. Um, are there any tax planning tools? Perhaps if you're giving um, to, you know, say, a local charity or to a religious association or organization, are you doing that in the most tax advantageous way? And so they, an advisor who can come in and, and sit alongside of these employees can help to improve their financial wellness, which comes back to our survey that says they feel like they would be more productive at work. So an employer who's willing to do that is it, it could put themselves in a win-win situation, happier, healthier, uh, especially financially uh, healthier individuals are going to tend to perform better at work. Is there a concern to, I don't know, I mean, just the way I'm wired, I kind of like a wall between my personal stuff and my work stuff, you know, there are very few things I think that could overlap in the workplace other than your financial situation. Uh, what would you say to people that are maybe a little uncomfortable with talking about this with somebody that I don't want to say connected to their employer, but in the workplace setting? No, that's a very valid concern. And in that situation, I would recommend employee or uh, prospective client Use some of the tools online to figure out what kind of advisor they would like to work with to locate someone who's close to them and to make sure they're finding an advisor who is providing unbiased uh, educational information to help them do that. And the question comes up often, you know, I thought financial planners and advisors were only for the wealthy but the financial planning profession has changed greatly over the last decade. There are now advisors who work on an hourly basis. And so let's say perhaps a, uh, a, a client wants to just spend one hour talking about budgeting and savings. The fee that you're paying the advisor should be something that is offset by the advice they've given you and implementing, excuse me, implementing that advice so that it is a value to you. Uh, there's a term called advisor alpha, uh, very frequently tied to a, a Vanguard study, where it said that working with advisors can help to increase your savings. It puts you in a better financial position when you have someone who is not in your day-to-day -day life, not thinking about going to the grocery store and what that bill is going to look like, 
they're going to step back and take a look at your whole picture. You can have, you can work with advisors remotely as well. Their advisors specialize in certain areas. Perhaps they're retirement specialists. Perhaps they are specialists in uh, estate and end of life planning. There's a number of areas in which we work. And the pandemic really pushed uh, financial planners to be able to work remotely. Um, Zoom and uh, any sort of tech, uh, excuse me, uh, telecommuting tool. Uh, for example, I'm based out of Huntsville, Alabama, but I work with clients in 18 states. Um, and even some of my local clients want to hop on Zoom. Maybe they're at the office and they just have an, an hour over lunch. Maybe they're working from home and they can come together in their home office and spend some time talking with us. So the the barriers to entry, if you will, have really been broken down that this is no longer just for the rich American. This is something that can be built uh, and designed for, as a service model for all Americans. And my final question, keeping our whole discussion in mind, if you had to kind of distill advice to somebody about not just planning for retirement, but their financial picture, if somebody came away with only one thing from a discussion with you, what would be the main thing you wanted them to consider when they're considering their financial health and their long-term planning? Well, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, um, but it is controlling your money rather than letting your money control you. If you don't have a good idea of what comes into your checking or savings account on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis, and you're just spending, uh, especially when you're spending with debit cards and credit cards, which have shown to, to really mentally separate uh, the consumer from their dollar, um, you're going to have to dig in. You're going to have to educate yourself on your own spending. It is one of the single most advantageous uh, things we see our clients do. And it can be quite painful at first to try to get a, you know your head wrapped around where is every dollar. Some people track where is every penny going. And is that penny really adding value to my life where I may be compromising in others such as retirement savings? That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.